0: Hi, and welcome to the Bluff Church Podcast. Each week we bring you the Sunday message from the Bluff Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you like our podcast, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment and leave a review on your favorite listening platforms on iTunes or Google Play. Your review helps other listeners find our podcast. For more information about The Bluff, we invite you to visit our website at thebluff.church or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for The Bluff Church. If you live in the Poplar Bluff area, we invite you to come be a part of the Bluff on any Sunday at 10:27 a.m. in the ballroom of the Holiday Inn. Now, here's this week's message. Love Christmas so much. I love to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. I love to celebrate it with my family. I love to celebrate it with my friends. And I love to celebrate it with my church. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the light of God, our salvation that was born. God loves us so much that he sent his son into this world, born of a virgin, to live and to die for us. Praise the Lord. Happy Jesus Day. Christmas is a wonderful celebration, and I get to celebrate it with you today and to talk about that wonderful light that came at a very dark time. I want to look at the prophecy written 700 years before Jesus was born, written by the man named Isaiah. We all know a part of the prophecy, the end of it, because We always stick it on Facebook with a cool background around this time of the year. You probably have heard the end of the prophecy before. It looks like this. It's Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We've all heard that part, but the beginning of the prophecy I think is really cool also. Verse 2, whenever Isaiah begins this prophecy, he writes about a people in darkness that are in need of a light. He writes, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. This prophecy is about, is about a dark time and people who are living in a dark place, and here comes this light, this child, and it, it escalates to the verse that we know. But I want to spend time just looking at this first verse, the first part of the prophecy tonight. I want to encourage you. If you find yourself living in darkness, I want you to know there is great hope for you in Jesus Christ. I'm six for six with kids. It might be a defective gene, I don't know. My kids seem so smart. But every single one of my children, have had me. I've had to stop in the living room and teach them something around the age of three. Surely your kids, surely you've never had to teach your kids this. I've had to teach them you can't run with a blanket over your head. <laughs> I am six for six. Is there anyone in here that's had to explain this to your children? Why don't they know? It seems so obvious, doesn't it? The first time I remember I was thinking it was so funny. It was like, no, 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 no. Here, come here. Yeah, you see, you can't run if a blanket's over your head because then you can't see where you're going. You'll run into the wall or a chair. You can't do this. Your parents will explain it later. (laughs) <laughs> as, I, as I kept going with with the next generation and the next, it was like I began to get concerned maybe there's something wrong with my kids. they don't know this you you can't run around with your eyes closed you can't you need to see where you're going. This prophecy about about this light that came into the darkness, the glow of Christ. It is, it is a prophecy that reminds us of just how miserable it is to live in darkness. When Isaiah wrote about the darkness, he was probably not talking about the darkness that we've come to know, about the lack of the knowledge of salvation. When Isaiah wrote it, he was writing about the Galileans, and he was probably referring to what they were struggling with. In Galilee, the Assyrians would come in, a group of barbarians, and they would come in every couple months. And they would invade. They would steal all the food, kill the men, ravage the women, and kidnap all the children. And leave few months later, they would come in again and steal all the food and just ransack the place. This was Galilee. And this is what they lived with in Galilee. This was, this was living in darkness. That's the description. And so it seems like it's a place of misery and yet years later we look at the verse and we've come to look at it quite differently now as we see the hope that christ offers and we see that the darkness that we live in is worse than being invaded by an outside force it is the darkness of not being able to see your own salvation why would anyone choose to live in darkness i don't know i don't know why my kids run around with blankets over their head Why do people live in darkness? Maybe because there are some who have not been privileged with the opportunity to hear the gospel preached. Perhaps for some that they've never, they've never heard or at least understood that wonderful, beautiful message of God's love and grace as he sent his son into this world. Perhaps some continue to live in darkness because The gospel creates emotions of regret or sorrow or even fear. But whatever reason, I want to let you know today, the reason this prophecy was written, praise the Lord, is because there is hope for everyone living in darkness. There is hope for you today. And if your life is in darkness, if your family is falling apart, if your life is falling apart, if anger is taking over your life, if jealousy is dividing your relationships, if gossip has injured you more than you ever think you could and you feel as though you've been betrayed, whatever darkness you're living in, I want you to know right now, that's the Christmas message, that's the prophecy. For people living in darkness, there is a great light and there is a light for you. And the light is Jesus Christ. Look at this prophecy again. It says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Why is he talking past tense? Because he knew it was going to happen, and it did. And he wrote, whoa, these people living in darkness, they got to see a light. And they weren't just talking about the Galileans now. It's talking about those who have come to know Jesus Christ. I have lived in darkness, and I have seen the great light. And many of you have as well. And this light is available for you. And let me just talk for a second about this beautiful light. You want to know what this light is like? You want to hear about this glow, the glow of Christ? You can know all about it with his name. His name is Jesus Christ. Many years ago, when I started having kids, I came up with meanings. I thought that would be all clever. I'd come up with a meaning for the name, and then I'd go out and name my kid that. And so I went and I found a meaning that I liked uh, God's perfect time. And so I named my, my oldest Kyrea. That's what her name means Kyrea, God's perfect time. And then I came up, I wasn't expecting to have so many kids. <laughs> I couldn't stop. You can't go, Kyrea, and then Nadon, and his name means the Lord removes disgrace. And here's Cardia, she's loved, and here's Bob. I can't, I can't do that. So I had to keep going with these profound, big names. Oh, I'm a firm believer today that grandparents should name their grandkids. My generation blew it. We messed it all up. But I have all these big names. My kids love their names too, but you got all these big meanings of name. Jesus, his name means Savior. He is Savior. That's what it means. And when he was born, it was Savior that was born. God sent the Savior into this world to be born. The word Christ that we call him, it's not his legal last name, but we call him Jesus Christ because the word Christ means chosen. He's the chosen Savior, chosen by God to be my Savior and to be yours. That's who he is. That's the light. He came in this world for one reason. So that 33 years later, he would die on a cross for your sins and for mine. Because we were in need of a savior to die for our sins. And he brought this light of hope and grace for you and for me. This message of hope and grace that comes in is a message that comes from a God that loves you and loves you so deeply. And you not only see what this light is like by looking at his name, but by looking at his very nature. We believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. And we believe that what Mary held in her hands was a little baby God-man. All God and all man. This little God man who grew up and was a God man. The son of God who walked around and and having someone who is a God man is now we have the perfect mediator. The perfect person to stand between God and man someone who is on both sides now and who can bridge the gap, that gulf that our sin created. Here he is, our Savior, chosen to die for us. That's the Christmas story. That's the beauty of it. That's why I love to celebrate it. And I want to ask you, I want to tell you today, do you know Do you know where you can find this light? Do you know where the light is today? If you are in darkness and you're going, okay, all that sounds good, so where is it? (laughs) It is all around you. It's on a shirt. There it is. It's it's everywhere. It's through the stores as we walk through. It's the reason we celebrate Christmas. Christmas. It's it's what we're doing right now. It's the message, the hope of salvation. If you want to celebrate Christmas, do it well and do it right. Look at the light that Jesus Christ has brought into this world and place your faith in him. He came into this world, born of a virgin, to die for you. And this hope is for you as well. You can have this faith. You can have this hope because God loves you very, very deeply. My prayer is that the light and the glow of the Christmas message will dig in your heart after this service, that you would go home tonight and you would continually remember that Jesus is the reason we celebrate, that you would look up And you would remember that God loves you and wants you as his very own. There is not one person in here that this message is not for. He was born for you. Now you should be born again for him. Let's all pray together. Lord, thank you so much for the time a season in which we can celebrate the birth of your son. What a joy it is to gather together and to, and to sing songs about, about that little child that was born, to have fun and to laugh together and to celebrate the goodness of our God. Lord, we love you so much and we worship you. Just as the Magi bowed down, just as the shepherds bowed down, we worship you as our King, as our Savior, and as our Lord. It's in your Son's name that we, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen.